So tonight, uh, you guys can feel free to crack open your Bibles. Go ahead and grab those. Um, so we are, uh, as you may be aware, we are in the Empowerment Series. And uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about faith and miracles. So we're going to be talking about some pretty juicy stuff here. So I'm really excited, again, to share um, some of God's word with you guys tonight. So to recap, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go back again to First Corinthians in chapter twelve, and uh, we're gonna start in verse seven. All right. So it says in verse seven. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. <clears throat> to another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. <clears throat> All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So again, uh, last week we talked about uh, wisdom and knowledge and how God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit for the common good. God cares about his people, so he has given us this precious, special gift uh, for us to navigate through life. And it is these gifts that he's given us are to be used for the common good. So uh, just like wisdom and faith, I, I read off the example last week, uh, with wisdom and, and um, I'm sorry, wisdom and, and uh, word of knowledge, it's given at certain times for, for certain reasons or, or um, situations. And so it is the same with faith. We have everyday wisdom. We have everyday faith as well. You know, we have, when we're not believers, we have faith in Christ, right? And then we become believers, and then we get the Holy Spirit. So it's the there's, there's, it's same word, but with the manifestation of, 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 uh, of faith, it's kind of like, um, like faith on top. You know, faith on top of the faith that you already have for a specific uh, or particular situation or, 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 or a purpose. And the way that I see that in more in my life, it's um, what that looks like, that faith is, is like saying, I believe, you know, or, or yes, Lord. Like whatever God is asking for you to do, it's saying, yes, Lord, you're having faith in God. And it's it's... It's when things look impossible. You know, you could be in your darkest moments, but you can have the gift of the Holy Spirit and, and have that faith in God. You know, it's, it's, it's when you really, like, really need it the most, you know, from my experience. Um, you know, that's, there's, that's not an absolute, but um, from my experience, that, that faith from the Holy Spirit, for me, it's, you know, I have faith in Christ and in you know, my day-to-day -day just kind of life and things that I do and, and faith and, and praying and, and, you know, I have faith. That's why, that's why I pray, you know. I have faith that God's hearing my prayers, you know. Um, but with the, with the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of faith, 
it's like I feel like it's like a supercharged kind of faith. Like I feel like pumped, you know, like I like, like I just feel like this oomph in my body, like just I get, uh, all of a sudden like I was tired, but then all of a sudden I just get this energy, like I just, you know, I, I feel it in my bones. And so, um, so we are going to, um, but I, what I do, just what I really want to um, communicate uh, tonight is <clears throat> um, that with the Holy Spirit, it is like a tool. That it takes us work to get used to get it to it's it, to get it going, you know. It takes um, it takes faith to step out in, in these things, you know. With with um, it takes us getting used to, you know. So we're gonna read. Uh, we're gonna go back to the Old Testament. Um, I like referencing back to the Old Testament. Like I again said last week, I like to see. You know, let's go way back and see. Um, how how they had it hard, you know. It it it's we we have so much to be thankful for in having this free gift of the Holy Spirit. So uh, we're gonna go back. <clears throat> it's in Numbers, and it's front of the Bible. We're gonna go to Numbers, and we're gonna be in chapter thirteen. So to set the story for you that we're gonna read tonight, um, with like what I'm saying with the Holy Spirit, like. Do you guys remember Moses? You know, he parted the Red Sea, right? I love Moses, and I love the people of Israel and, the you know, the Israelites. And I'm just really fascinated with that story. And so I found a really cool story to share with you guys tonight. Now, this does not say faith in the story. And this is, um, and it doesn't say Holy Spirit in this story either. But this is a really good example of what faith um, and not having faith really looks like. And so at this time, um, in the Old Testament, there's actually, it, n- it never says faith at all, actually. Um, it says it says in there twice being unfaithful, which is funny. But it said in the New Testament, faith is said like f- over 500 times. And so after Jesus was born, then then they started talking about faith. They started having um, hope, and they actually labeled it faith and this trust in God. And so to be clear, faith um, is, is faith at a particular situation or purpose. <clears throat> so uh, so at this time, the this is a story about Moses and the Israelites. And if you're familiar with the story, at this point in time, where we're going to get in the story is they're in the desert. So they just, they were in slavery. God took them out of slavery. Um, they were... Um, dead end at the Dead Sea, the Red Sea, sorry, and God parted the Red Sea for them to cross the Red Sea. And then all the waters trampled all over their enemies. Then they were in the desert. Then they were hungry. So God rained down bread, manna, for them to eat because they were hungry. Then they were thirsty and they were complaining. God gave them water. So God has continued. These are all miracles, you know, that Moses is performing. And so with the Holy Spirit, like Moses, I don't think God would have just, you know, for us as believers, if you just became a Christian, God's not going to go and be like, hey, part the Red Sea, you know, like that's not typically how it works. So what I see as far as the Holy Spirit uh, goes and in our day-to-day walk, we can do what we can do and build up our faith, like reading the word, 
fellowshipping with other people, um, uh, praying, that all builds our faith. And, and walking out in the Spirit, that all builds our faith. So that one day when God says, go ahead and part the Red Sea, we're going to do it and we're going to have faith to do it, you know? So, so there... You know, so I want to really emphasize tonight, we can do what we can do, and God can do the impossible things that we cannot do. And those impossible things, he is willing and able and capable of doing. And, and <clears throat> so this story is going to really illustrate um, faith and not faith. So, so they're in the desert. They've, you know, God has really shown them, I'm here for you, I'm providing food and, and water, like, they don't have to work, you know, they just wake up and bread's at their door, I mean, I wish I didn't have to work and bread was just, bread and food is like at my doorstep, you know, um, so God has promised them a land, so it's the promised land that they would enter into, and the land is flowing with milk and honey, it's this amazing um, land that God has promised, specifically, God has promised them. So uh, so before they go there, they're in the desert, and before they go to that land, they're like, well, hey, we should send some spies out, see how is, that land, you know, how is the land, how are we going to get there, what's going on, who's there, um, you know, is it really flowing with milk and honey and, and whatnot. So they're like, okay, fine, we'll send. There's thousands of people there. There's thousands of Israelites. So they send uh, a leader of, in verse in verse 4 in chapter 13, <clears throat> it lists out all of the leaders' names. So these are core guys that they're sending out as, as spies trying to figure out who's out there on their exploration. So they send out leaders of each tribe. So these are leaders of the children. These are the marked children of God. Okay, so they go out. Uh, Moses tells them, this is the way that you need to go. You have to go up the Najiv, and you're going to go into the hill country. And he's very specific. And, and he says, bring back fruit of the land. So we're going to pick, pick up the story in verse 26 in chapter 13. <clears throat> it says, they came back, the 12 that were sent, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. So they brought back the fruit. There was, it was really flowing with milk and honey. And they said, we went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people from Moses before Moses and said, we should go up there and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. That's faith, guys. That's key faith. Have that underlined. It's a good verse. Then it goes on. But the men who had gone up, gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are a great size, so they're giants. We saw the Nephilim there. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. So it was very disturbing, the report that they brought back. 
is very faithless, I would say. Then I'm just going to read the one. It's my subtitle. Subtitle says the people rebel. Um, in verse one and fourteen, it says that night all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled. So the story is really sad, actually. Um, but it, it it's to me it really clearly shows an example of everyday life for each of us. You know out of so many times, you know, so many people or so many times that maybe something is coming up for us, maybe like a dream or a calling to go out and do something that God is, is putting on your heart to have faith and in, in to, to go do for the common good. People, we get stuck in, in just relying on ourselves. Like, yes, they saw that they were grasshoppers in their own eyes. They saw that they were weak. They saw that they could not attack these big giants, even though that that was the promised land that God said, this is what I'm going to give you. It was very clear. This is the land I'm going to give you guys. You're my children. I'm going to give it to you. It's going to be amazing. God said, I'm going to be with you while you go there. But these 10 guys said, no, we can't do it. These guys are too big. They're too big. They're too big. And then all the people of Israel rebelled. You see how it just negativity and, and hopelessness just it just runs like rapid fire you know but this one these actually two guys it doesn't say it in this record but in Deuteronomy it's two guys Caleb and Joshua they saw it they got that faith that we can do it we they saw the same giants they saw the same exact thing they were in the same situation but they said no we can do it they had the faith that God was going to lead them through it you know that was way different than what these guys said and so you know, with the empowerment series for us, we want to be empowered. We don't want to be, at least I don't want to be, I want to speak for myself. I don't want to be like these guys where I'm thinking the problems in my life are too big. You know, they're my, the problems that I have experienced, they're just too big for me. I can't conquer them. You know, I, I can't reach somebody or I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Let's not get stuck there. God is way bigger than that. And he's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to have faith in him to go and conquer giants that are out there in the world. You know, God never says that this life is going to be easy. And to me, this story shows it perfectly. The promised land, there was still a battle to fight. (laughs) You know, it was still action that we have to go do. There was still action that they, you know, had to to go in and risk. But God said so many times to them and encouraged them along the way, I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to demolish these people for you so that you can occupy this land. And so, you know, 10 out of, the, out of the 12 didn't see that. They saw themselves as, as grasshoppers, you know, in their own eyes. So that's, they're labeling themselves even, you know, and, and, and not even having the faith that God's bigger and, and, um, and not walking out on that. And it's just really sad that all the people in the community rebelled against that, you know, um, and, and rebelled against what God had. God's like, hey, I have a promised land. And they're like, no, no, like, it's too big. It's too big. So, but the good thing, the miracle in this story is that Caleb and Joshua and their, all of their tribes and their family, um, their children actually, were able to go into the promised land. So those that had the faith were able to go into the land of milk and honey, and they did conquer. And so 
you know, again, the faith, the word's not, the faith is not there, but with the manifestation of faith, it's, you, it's just, it's instantaneous. Like, it's just, boom, let's do it. You know, it, like it says, Caleb just interrupted them and was like, no, we can do it. And that's what, for me, I think that's what faith in the Holy Spirit looks like. It's like, yes, we can do it. It's, yes, Lord, I can do it. You don't think about, oh, okay, let me wait. Can, do I have time to do this? Uh, I actually have something scheduled here. It's not, that, that's, that's not what it looks like. You know, it's, it's in, instantaneous to forget God's design, God's divine purpose for whatever he is, you know, calling you um, to do or, or for, um, for a situation. And, you know, it could look different. You know, faith is, is, um, could look differently. And it works together with the other manifestations as well. So once we get there, um, you'll see faith and miracles work very um, closely together. Um, typically, you have faith before you, you know, heal the dead and before you have healing or there's faith and then it's miraculous healings and so they all kind of work together as well and I think you know it takes faith sometimes to to just speak in tongues and interpret and um God can give us you know God gives us that faith that that uh encouragement that it's kind of like for me like a seed like this impossible dream that he's he's given to you that's it's going to be impossible if you do it on your own but it's possible with God so uh Let's go to, we're going to go to uh, miracles. So we're going to go to Matthew uh, in chapter 14 and verse 25. You might have heard this verse before. Jesus walks on the water. <clears throat> it's a really, uh, you know, it's really popular. You know, Jesus walks on water. They have songs, walk on water. It's kind of like an analogy, walking out, walking on water. Um, but again, this is another example. So this is a New Testament where this is actually, um, yeah, this is a miracle. Jesus was a, a man, you know, he walked on water, and then also Peter walked on water. So that was a huge miracle. So a miracle is like a marvelous event, an extra, extraordinary um, happening that uh, occurs. And again, we have... That power, like God really wants us to be empowered to see that, yes, we have, we can be bold in, in faith and we can perform miracles, you know. How often do you guys see, you know, people uh, performing miracles, like it's, or even talking about miracles? I think sometimes even when they happen, we forget about them, you know. Like we could have totally saw a miracle and then it's, it, like it doesn't stick with us for whatever reason. So I think that's why there is, se oh, sorry, several different gifts that God gives us to, to keep us going, you know. Again, this is for, a miracle is for a particular um, situation for the common good. Um, you know, I just felt really encouraged reading all of these verses. When God asks us to do something, I don't know why. I always think like, oh, like uh, it's not going to turn out good or I'm really scared. That's not going to work out. And I'm just like, okay, like how does that make sense? God is so huge. He's so big. He's never did me wrong. Like why all of a sudden am I thinking he's asking me to step out, you know, walking on water, let's say, and I'm thinking he's not going to come through. Like that's not even his character, you know. Um, but that's where we get stuck. So let's get unstuck. You know, let's get out of that and walking boldly and and performing miracles. God is it's it's ready and willing and, and available for us to do that. Um, 
But if we're totally closed off and shut off, how, how are we going to do that if we don't even have the faith to perform the miracles? It's, it's just, I have not seen that happen. Um, so we're going to see here in verse, in uh, Matthew chapter 14 and verse 25. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Okay, so no faith here, okay? They cried out in fear. They're scared. They don't even know it's Jesus. They've been, like, hanging out with him all day, and they don't know it's him. Verse 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then Peter, he's super bold. This is, it, again, this is huge faith. He says, Lord, if it's you... Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and, began, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Isn't that like us so many times? You know, so for me, again, that's what faith looks like. You know, they were so scared. There was no, that was, there was no everyday faith working right there. But all of a sudden, Peter was like, oh, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out too. Like, how do you get that idea? Like, you know, like you don't really think about, you know, oh, if you can walk on water, I can walk on water too. Like, you know, that had to take some huge faith, you know, and, and inspired by God. And, and I think that's what God does, and, and Christ does for us, so in every, every day, he's like, sure, come on, like, come on, you know, and, and I think that's kind of what the Holy Spirit, you know, does for us, like, come on, go ahead and do it, you know, and encourages us to go ahead and, and you know, do something crazy, you know, that God's asking for us to do, or, or maybe even that's our idea, and, and God's like, go with it, um, you know, and then we get afraid, you know, then the fear sticks, you know, sinks in. Again, it's just like those other guys. All they were, they looked around them and saw what they can see with their own natural eyes. You know, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you have the word of wisdom and knowledge and, and you know, um, discerning of spirits. And, and it's looking past what you can see. You know, every one of these stories, it shows they looked in the natural. They saw giants. You know, Peter saw the wind and waves and got scared. You know, but God's asking us to look way higher than what we can see, way, way, way higher than what we can see. And we can only do that with the Holy Spirit. We can only see past the world around us, you know, if we have, you know, Christ in our heart. And so, um, but that's, that's so available for us to do, to go out and, and uh, walk out on the water. You know, and, and I, I see that it's so important for us to, um, you know, talk about the Holy Spirit so we can step out and walk on water. You know, otherwise, we, you know, if we don't talk about that, we're probably not going to do it. You know, it, like, again, like even when you actually see a physical miracle, you kind of forget about it, you know. And with the Holy Spirit, it is something that it, it's, you know, it's something that it takes walking out and, and building our, our faith and doing. And uh, 
expecting. I mean, expecting, expectation is huge. If we don't expect, we can pray to God and, and in the spirit, somebody will rise again from the dead, as they'll read about in the next story. We're probably not going to do it, you know. So it's it's huge to me, and I think it's awesome that we are doing this empowerment series, and, and it's reminding me personally, you know, I don't know if you're fired up as I am, but I'm like, I really needed this. When do I don't walk around thinking I can perform miracles, you know, for people. I, I don't think that, you know. I don't think that, okay, gosh, I feel hopeless, I feel down. I don't think, okay, wow, God can give me faith, you know. It's, it doesn't have to come from me, you know. It, it can come supernaturally from God. Um, and in that, too, with the Holy Spirit and having faith for the common good, you know, in, in the previous story with the Israelites, how it infected the whole, um, the whole people, the whole, the, all of the 12 tribes, how it infected them and how they were weeping with sorrow that, oh, my God, they're not, we're not going to get into the promised land and how sad they were. You know, when two guys were like, yeah, we can do it, you know, that's, that's, that's who God's calling us to be is the guys who are saying, yeah, we can do it. We can conquer so that we're setting and showing an example to those around us that, yes, walking with Christ is different. You know, walking with Christ brings amazing things to come to pass. Like, you know, who doesn't have problems and issues and, and, and you know, sickness and, and all? There's so many. The world's horrible, you know? That they're, like, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. But with God, there's hope. You know, we can have faith, and we can do that and give that to other people um, by telling them about God and how he is the creator and how, you know, he's so big and how he's the alpha and the omega. You know, God's the beginning and the end, and, and he does desire to show us what, you know, what we can't see. So let's go to Acts, Acts uh, verse 9. Acts verse 9 and uh, verse 36. So this is a uh, New Testament. This is uh, Holy Spirit. Peter has the Holy Spirit now that Jesus uh, died and rose again, and then he ascended to heaven. So this is Peter. This is an example of Peter walking in, in the Spirit. It says in verse 36, In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, who was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when, this, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the windows stood around him. Oh, sorry. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Faith. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. Verse 42 says, 
This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. This is amazing. You know, this is New Testament. This is where we have people are walking around with the Holy Spirit. People, those people who came and found Peter knew that he can, that there was something that could be done. You know, they had faith. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking in my own life. If somebody dies, I don't go and ask people to pray for them. I don't think that, oh, this person can be raised from the dead. I, I don't even think that, you know. But we read so many stories in the Bible that these people were raised from the dead, you know. These people had faith. They, there was something that was stirring in them that says that they were disciples as well. And I think that at that, that moment, they had the Holy Spirit right there. And, and, well, they were disciples, so they had the Holy Spirit. But the manifestation of faith was being activated at, at that time when that woman died. They got Peter again. Peter had faith enough to pray for that woman and say, Tabitha, get up. Very simply, you know. I mean, three words, Tabitha, get up. Like, that's what you have to do to bring people back to life. I mean, how easy can it get, guys? Like, God's like, <laughs> you know, I'm here. I'm available. I'm not saying every person's going to, you know, rise from the dead. That's Obviously, that does not happen. You know, death occurs in life. And that woman, she eventually died. You know what I mean? You know, it for this time, for this purpose, for this instant, it was of God that she was raised from the dead, that these people had faith enough to raise her from the dead. That's a miracle. That's humongous that this lady was raised from the dead. And again, why? In verse 42, it said it clearly. That woman probably ran all of the town and said, I was dead, but now I'm alive. And so many people became believers. You know, I feel like that in my own life. I was dead, but now I'm alive. You know, I was in bondage. I was enslaved. I, I led a miserable life. You know, what else can I do but share with my whole community that Christ saved me? You know, God loves me. God loves you. Like, this is amazing. You know, and to lead more people to life because this is real. Like, this is not just something that we read in the Bible. You know, I've read these stories before, and I just thought, okay, cool. That's what they did back then. You know, that's what they did in the Acts days. But no, this is for us. We have the same Holy Spirit. We serve the same God. We serve the same Jesus Christ. He's still here today. Let's move and act like he is powerful. You know, we have that to share with people. We have, we don't, let's not get stuck in hopelessness and, and poor me. No, we have the Holy Spirit. We have faith. That's huge. You know, that's like, I feel like it can explode the damage that the devil has done. You know, it's Satan that wants to, you know, lie to us and say that all hope is lost, you know. Um, we went to go, um, you know, the girl that's that's missing, Sierra, in Morgan Hill. Um, we, you know, me and my daughters have been praying for her, and um, I felt like I was calling us to go and pray somewhere for her, so we went and prayed. I went and took the girls there and prayed. Um, and uh, a few weeks ago, and, and um, I'm like, okay, let's, let's all pray, girls. And so Allie, you know, my five-year-old wants to pray first. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and so her prayer, she, she's, it, it just exemplified faith to me, you know, and it reminded me of this is what childlike um, 
just pure and innocence looks like. And, and I want my faith to be like that too. And, and it reminded me, yeah, that's possible. I have the Holy Spirit. That's possible. Um, but she prayed, you know, she said she wasn't pleading with God and, or there was no negativity in her prayer. You know, she was just like, God, she belongs with her family. Uh, you know, Jesus, she does not belong with strangers. Um, you know, and we just pray for her to go back to her family. That was amazing. I'm just like, wow, you're five and you're, you have faith that she's fine. You know, I, I mean, that we can pray for her. You know, my prayers would have been like, please, Lord, I hope she's okay. You know, I hope she's not dead. You know, I hate to sound, say it like that, you know, but that's what my, my thinking is like, you know. But her prayers was just like, no, this is it. You know, God, she belongs with her family. Claim it, you know. And it's not like, and I thought, it dawned on me, I'm like, it's not like God doesn't want that. Like, why am I, why am I prayers, am I pleading and begging with God? Like, he doesn't want good things for me or other people, you know? Um, but it just reminded me of, like, that's what, that's what true faith looks like. Um, and so I, I really believe, like, that was God working through her. It, it built my faith, and, and it just it wasn't like a regular prayer. It just, it, it was just filled with so much faith and, and innocence and love, and um, she is saved. Um, by the way, she, my daughter does speak in tongues, <laughs> and she's five. <laughs> um, so in another uh, story that I wanted to share, too, with, um, so next week, uh, Susan is going to talk about healing, uh, the manifestation of healing, and there's many, the reason, a part of the reason why I didn't want to go through so many of the um, faith and miracle and healing or faith and miracle stories in the New Testament because most of them have to do with with healing that's physical healing is most of the um, uh, of most of the stories in, in the New Testament and so and I just wanted for us to think outside the box you know and, and show us what it looks like to be bold in faith and faith and trusting in God um, and and holding true to those visions and, and dreams that God has planted in each of our hearts. You know, I don't know what God's calling you guys to do, you know, but I bet he's calling you to do something, you know. Um, you might not be sure of what it is, but I am sure he has planted some kind of seed or dream in your heart that's so big that you, you're like, no, can't, uh, that's not possible, you know, or it looks too big, you know. So, that's why I love that story of, of seeing the giants and those things that are so big uh, because God's like, no, I got that. Like, those giants, I'm going to smash those. Like, those problems and issues, that's fine. When we get there, I'm going to conquer them, you know, but I need you to walk out, you know. I need you to walk out and do your part first, you know. Um, and uh, so I would just really encourage you guys, what, you know, if you're not sure what God's put in your heart, you know, pray about it. You know, ask God, you know, what big thing you, you know, are you going to use me, you know, in? And, and how am I going to make a difference in this, this crazy world? You know, because God, you have a purpose. Like God has given you dreams and visions, and you have the Holy Spirit to go out there in boldness and faith um, to do those things. Um, and, uh, but I did want to share what, a story that, um, and just kind of an update as well. One year ago this month, um, my mom 
just out of nowhere, my mom is typically a healthy person. Um, I shared some of this, shared with you, um, some of you, uh, how my mom went into the hospital. She, um, they, you know, thought that she had a stroke. They really just didn't know what happened to her, but, you know, she went into the hospital once and then they thought she had a stroke and then it was, it was a scare, you know, but she went out, she got out of the hospital and then she went back in and she had another one of these like stroke-like episodes. And she, um, this, this story about Tabitha and her dying um, and Peter praying and her getting back to life reminded me of the story with my mom and what happened to her. Not, my mom didn't die, but the second time she went back into the hospital, I went to go and see her. Uh, my mom could not walk at all. She could barely see out of one eye. She hadn't eaten in like a week because of the first instant incident. She um, just felt really sick. She was really weak. Um, when I went to go and see her in the hospital, she looked like she was gonna die. She looked like she was dead. Um, I had never seen my mom look like that in my life. Um, sorry. It was, it was the worst vision, I guess you can say, that I've ever seen my mom in that condition. I love my mom with all my heart, and, and to see her confined to a bed, not even being able to walk, was really confusing for me. It's like my mom was just fine two weeks ago, going to work, doing her thing. Like Now all of a sudden she can't walk, and she can't see. And she, you know her, her uh, right side was, was, was numb. She couldn't even feel it. It was shocking to me. And uh, I left that day in the hospital, from the hospital, feeling really flooded with emotions and feeling really hopeless that I don't know what's going to happen. You know, she looks really bad. You know, got it, is she, is she going to die? Is she gonna stay like this, like a like a vegetable, her whole the rest of her life? If she stays alive, I, I don't I don't know. But I doubted. That was one of those moments where there was no faith, like there was no regular everyday faith. That I, I was scared. I was in fear, like Peter. Like when they saw that, they felt like they saw the ghost. That's that that fear that I had. But I cried out to God. You know, I'm like, what's going on? And even though in in my doubt and in my fear, there was a sense, though, that she was going to be okay. You know, I prayed and I cried and I cried, and I'm like, no, God, like, she, you, did you see what she looked like? Like, do, do you see what's going on, you know? And then months and days, and after that, she still couldn't walk. You know, they thought she had a brain tumor. They thought that she had all of these different kinds of things. Like it was just so, it was just one thing after the other and there was just not much progress and it just seemed to be so hopeless. And I don't think it was my faith. I think it was coming from God, that faith that, yes, you know what, I'm gonna continue to pray. I'm gonna ask people to pray for my mom. It was a faith that God could perform a miracle and heal her from whatever is going on, whatever, and, and for them to figure out what was going on with my mom. And so, uh, long story short, uh, my mom is fine today. My mom, back to work, she's walking fine, she can see fine. Um, 
God healed her. Like, going from night to day, that's, that, that, that is only of God. I, I cannot say that they said nothing's wrong with her right now. They just said, oh, well, that happened once. She's fine, you know. Um, but I'm like, no, like, God, that was you. Like, that was a miracle that you healed my mom. And today, a year later, there's fruit in her life from this healing. And, and it, it reminded me, I can have faith that God can heal people, you know. that That's a reminder that it had for me. The good thing that I got out of that is, yes, we can pray. We can pray. And in the spirit, people can be healed and their miracles can be performed. And um, so today my mom is, is fine. And, um, you know, it's, it's just like, wow, I can't believe. So it's just the one year mark. I just really, I just wanted to share that. You know, I had pray, I asked, you know, people for prayer and I really never told you guys what happened. Um, (laughs) so, um, that's good, you know, and, and, and he healed her and I have my mom and, you know, um, I'm just, it makes me that much more grateful for her and for God to be so big. It was a situation where I felt helpless. There was nothing that I could do to fix anything, you know, and, and yet God performed a miracle. Um, and another one, uh, you know, that, that um, you know, God does these things for his people, for, uh, you know, um, he, you know, performs miracles for us so that we can be healed, so that we can, you know, share our faith and, and to, to give us that oomph that we need. You know, like Maya being born at home, you know, I didn't plan for her to be born at home, you know, but all of a sudden I was in the bathroom having a baby in my hands, you know, like that I, to me, I mean, you can, you know, be critical and, and say it wasn't a miracle, but for me, I, I worried all nine months about my child, okay? I worried all nine months, okay? My faith was, you know, I would say, yeah, it was, it was small, you know? I, at that time, my prayer was, I pray for my disbelief, God, you know? Um, and that moment, I'm sitting there on, on the toilet with a baby in my hands, and I'm like, I was... I was shocked. I was I was really shocked, you know, and I, I just couldn't believe what was happening. But at that moment, though, I knew everything was going to be okay. You know, I've been in these situations where I, usually I would freak out, you know, the first time my daughter had a seizure at home. Usually I would have freaked out, but I was able to be calm, keep myself together, and do for my child, you know. And I knew at that moment when, you know, when Ali had her first seizure, I knew she was going to be fine. You know, Mike was freaking out. My husband, he was like, oh, my God, what do we do? Like, oh, she's like, I'm like, no, it's fine. We're going to go and take, we're going to call the doctor. And then we're going to take, you know, we're going to take her in. We're going to do this. And that's not me, guys. That's not me. I freak out all the time. I'm, I, I'm usually like that, going, you know, running around with my head cut off. You know, I seriously believe that I'd be like this horrible, freaked out, worried, you know, petrified mom. If I didn't have God in my life, you know, if I didn't have the Holy Spirit to give me those oomps, those on top type of times of faith in my life, I'd be going nuts. I'd be going crazy, you know. But it's those moments I think that God really, his presence was just known. You know, maybe nothing was said or done or whatever, but his presence was just known. His peace was just known within me. Things were going to be okay, you know. Things were going to be fine. And, you know, both incidents with my daughter's, 
things were fine. You know, Maya is truly healthy. She was fine. Like, you know, she didn't like come out with the cord wrapped around her neck or, you know, whatever. Like, obviously we have kids in hospitals, you know what I mean? Like there's risk that could have been involved in that, but she was fine, you know, with Ellie, you know? Kids have seizures all the time, but like for me not to freak out is really weird. You know, if you know me, I, I'm just weird. You know, I'm just that's you know my struggle. <laughs> but at that moment, like I was able to just you know be there and and pray over my child and and ask God to have her be okay. You know that you know having that bright idea of praying wasn't it didn't come from me. You know that was definitely God inspired. So let's walk out and and perform miracles and let's have you know let's build our faith that we let's do the things that we can do you know praying and reading the bible and let's build up that faith muscle you know in order so that we can come to the opportunity and pursue the opportunities that come where we're going to really need that manifestation of faith in our life to go and do uh, these wild adventures that God wants to wants to um, take us on you know our lives are as Christians shouldn't be boring you know God has so much in store for us to do and to say and to you know be there for others and raise people back to life and that's exciting you know let's go part some Red Seas like let's do this um, so that's my my encouragement for today and so um, I'll wrap up and in prayer before we go and do our uh, announcements. Lord Jesus, again, we thank you for giving us this gift of the Holy Spirit. It shows me, Lord, your heart for your people, that you truly care about each person, Lord, that you care about us here, that, that we have faith and that we can make a difference in the people around us and in the world around us, Lord. We have the power in us to make a difference in this life. Lord, help us to be doers of the word, Lord. I pray that we can really walk out and be like those people in Acts and, and um, heal people and, and um, be, speak in tongues boldly and interpret and, and prophesy. And Lord, I just pray that we are connected to you, my Heavenly Father, um, as well for just, I thank you for being our creator and being so big and awesome. And, and it just shows through your the whole word how magnificent you are and how faithful you are with all people, all kinds of people, uh, wise people and foolish people and rich and poor, you're faithful to them all, Lord, and you care about each of them, and, and you give us a shot at, at making a difference, Lord. I feel so humbled that you would even call us to, to do your word and that, or to do your work, Lord, and uh, so I pray, Lord, for each of us to be empowered and uh, really walk out in the spirit. And and I just pray that we can just, I just pray against Satan and the lies that he uh, tries to tell us and, and just whisper even in our ear that it's too big or it's too much of a problem or why would he use me or I can't make a difference or, you know, why bother or I don't even feel like it and I have better things to do. And, you know, Lord, I just I just pray against Satan's schemes and I pray, Lord, that we can just be bold and just, you know, cut through his lies and cut through that stuff. And so I thank you for each person here, Lord. I pray for boldness and courage and um, I thank you for your word and being able to come here on Wednesdays to be encouraged and to praise you and worship you. Thank you, my Lord Jesus. And I also want to pray and lift up our offering. 
Lord, you um, always provide for us, and, and it is our opportunity to, to give back to you out of our, the gracious, um, or the gratefulness in our hearts, Lord, to, uh, it's an act of love, Lord, and so I pray that we can give generously and, and uh, give cheerfully, Lord, because that's, that's what you call us to do, Lord, and I know I feel more purposeful in my life when I give, Lord, so I pray um, that you even just perform miracles in our giving, Lord. It takes faith to give, Lord, and, and that's why you've given us these gifts because, you know, some of the things that you ask are not easy in the world, um, but with you, you'll, you'll handle it all, Lord. We seek you first and everything else works out, Lord. So I thank you for that. And um, in Jesus' name, amen.